Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Thursday morning. Happy New Year's Eve to you and yours out there across the world. Thanks for tuning in here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start 2021 with the right way. Wake up on New Year's Eve and pour yourself a cup of Strange Brew Coffee or swing by and get yourself some Strange Brew Coffee. That's how we're going to start 2021 on the right foot. That's how it's going to get going. And if you can do that right now, just go to the webpage, go to the Shopify page. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little late for you if you haven't already done it, but you know, if you got I don't care how far you had to drive, drive to Starkville, I don't care. Did I tell you what one of my Christmas gifts was? You did not. Well, it was a Kerrig double brewer thing so I can on one side Mm-hmm. Do like K cups on the other side. Put regular coffee. So right. in the box was my my new Kerrig, along with some blueberry cobbler from Stranger Coffee House. So you're going to start 2021 on the right foot. You darn right, I am. Well, you need to be. You need to join Joel in that endeavor. And if you can't make it, to, if you can't, you know, get there on New Year's Day, well, you figure it out. Just open it. There's no point in trying it to be. It was quiet. No one it. heard it. Did you? I, I, I guarantee you, not a soul listened. Somebody heard, heard that. I could hear it. No. You just saw it. You didn't hear it. I heard, you visually saw it, and so you imagined the sound in your incorrect. Front. Just open it. It's a can. Of, it's a it's can open. of Mountain Dew. It's not like you're popping open a beer <sighs> or one of them Trulies or something. Red, white claws, whatever they are. Wouldn't that be a heck of a rumblings if I showed up one? Which is rumblings. <laughs> go go back. Listen to the rumblings. We've already done that. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it wouldn't take. But you wouldn't half be the first uh, co-host of mine to show up tanked. <laughs> And ready to answer people's questions? <laughs> it wouldn't be the first. Who could that be? Who? 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 Yeah. Anyway, I'll give you four guesses, and you can count them all on one hand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I caught you right when you're going with the mm. sip there. I was hoping to get a spit that was take. Good. I gotta be honest with you. If you're listening, and I don't think you are, Happy New Year, Bob. Happy New- <laughs> Bob might be listening. You never know. Uh, want to thank our sponsors over at College Corner, of course. Make 2021 a maroon and white year with College Corner. They're always going to have great specials, great deals, and, of course, the best selection of MSU merchandise in central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. And, of course, you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. 2021 is the year for your business to do more business than it's ever done before. And that's going to happen with a phone call from Advantage to Advantage Business Systems. They're going to put you in touch with the right people. They're going to put you in a, on a, pay, a path of profit, profitability. The tongue twisters are not good this early in the morning. I just got to be totally honest with you. We've talked a lot in 2020, so yeah. it's wearing down on you over there. You only get so many words, you know. <laughs> my, my, my budget is higher, but I'm, I'm running out. Uh, but anyway, Advantage Business Systems will never run out on you. They will always keep you taken care of. Give them a call today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems can help your business do, do business. business. I got a question. Yeah. Although, again, it's not the rumbling. 
I assume we're doing a these that are th- these are the things that are true episode for Friday. That yes, that will be a, the rare Friday episode of, okay. of, of of what's causing all that things that are true and coffee is for close. We hadn't really talked about that. I just it, hey, it crossed my mind a minute hey, ago. I mean, how else would it be? Yeah, I, we mean, also I, I didn't think Friday we would we'll be do, saving it till Monday. I feel like we need to preview Mississippi State Kentucky a little bit as well. So we'll, we'll, it'll be a New Year's a, extravaganza. A lot going on there for for a New Year's Day show. Uh, yeah, so as you, as your black eyed peas cook. You got Joel Joel T. Coleman and Brian Haydad to, to, to keep you company. All right, Mississippi State, Tulsa. Uh, as we, we are recording early on a, uh, I guess this is Wednesday morning. and uh, Team's on the way, though. Team is on the way. They they have left. Dave Emmerich, uh, MSU's uh, chief of staff, uh, tweeted that they are on the way to, to Fort Worth, which means that this morning's round of COVID testing has, uh, has gone well. I love how this staff hints. Like, yeah. They let you know without letting you know stuff. Works for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. works. For, you know, I, I don't. I don't need a text that says, "Hey, we're on the way." If you're going to tweet something like that, I get it. Even in recruiting, smart enough to figure it out. Even in recruiting, if you'll remember back when Albert Reese committed yeah. back a few weeks ago, I can't remember if it was Mason Miller. One of them like just tweeted it had a Canadian flag. Yeah, in. so you know, you know who it was. They, can, and you they, just, they drop hints. Yeah, that's, that, 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 I'm that, cool that with works. That it works. Um, so Mississippi State versus Tulsa is going to happen. Tulsa is an interesting football team. Uh, as we look at them, pretty balanced offensively, uh, you know, as far as run pass. Three running backs with 79 carries or more, um, averaging about five and a half yards per carry uh, as, as, as a group uh, with 10 touchdowns. But they're balanced. They, 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 they've got three receivers, uh, 24 or more. I'm sorry, four receivers, 24 or more catches. Three with 430 or more yards. Somebody's been doing some research. Well, I was just looking at it. I mean, Tulsa is very much a team effort. Like, everything they do is... Yeah, they don't don't seem to have a superstar, but they have... Their superstar was who we'll get to, I'm sure, in a minute. Yeah. That's not playing. Right. On the defensive side. Correct. Um, We'll talk about him shortly. But offensively, this is a very balanced team. Now, there are some turnovers. Eight interceptions, or nine interceptions as a team uh, in only eight games. Zach Smith, the quarterback, he only completing about fifty six percent of his passes, twelve touchdowns, eight interceptions. And his last couple games weren't weren't good. weren't great, but I mean against Cincinnati, that's a really good defense. So I'm not going to you know take too much away from that. Um, defensively, pretty good team as well. They don't give up a lot of points. Yardage, I mean, they're giving up you know three hundred forty yards a game. So I mean, not great, not terrible. Uh, but at the same time, they only give up twenty points a game. So I mean, they they keep teams from from out of the end zone. They only have two losses on the season. Uh, one was to Oklahoma State. A power five team that you may have seen playing a bowl, uh, you know, on Tuesday night, and then obviously they lost the AAC championship game to Cincinnati, a game they they, they were tied in the final moments, and 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 Cincinnati kicks a field goal to win the game, and in doing so, that's why they're playing uh, Georgia in in the Peach Bowl now. So this is a pretty good team as far yeah. as group of five teams go. I have no, and I think we've mentioned this before. I have no idea of how this is going to look because we've seen State play nothing but SEC teams. So your first thought is, it doesn't matter how good a group of five t- team this is. They're not as good as an SEC, as most SEC teams. State should be able to be successful in this game. You add to that, and, and as Joel just sort of hinted, uh, the Zaven Collins, the Nagurski Award winner, that goes to the best defensive player in the country. You know, that's something you you know. Yeah, they don't just hand those out. Yeah, that, that's not you know that's not a niche award. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Uh, he's a linebacker, but he has opted out of this game. He's headed straight to the NFL. 54 tackles in the season, seven and a half tackles for loss, four sacks. This is a team that's only picked off six passes all year. He had four of them 
Four interceptions. Two of them went for touchdowns. A linebacker with two pick sixes. Yeah, and two of them were game clinchers. Like, yeah. I, so yeah, everything this was, he this did. Was, was, this guy was a difference maker yeah. in every sense of the word. But that's something you don't have to worry about uh, if you're Mississippi State. And and you know, for State's offense, and we'll start there, I guess. With State's offense and the way that they looked against Missouri, you, you got to feel that you got to feel pretty good right this second. To be totally honest with you, you feel like. State's going to be able to move the football. Well, it's not just Missouri. It's Georgia. It's Ole Miss. I mean, yeah, you had the stinker in there thrown in with Auburn, but three of the last four times you've seen Mississippi State, their offense hadn't been the inept group that you watched for about five weeks in a row in the middle of the season. I mean, they've gotten better. Um, I I think most people realize that, but some folks are still kind of stuck in the well. The Mike Leach offense is struggle thing. Well, it it is, and it but it's it has gotten better. It, it has done what you want it to do week by week. It seems like things have improved, and Will Rogers has gotten better. The offensive line has gotten better. Your running backs have become more productive. Mississippi State's not the team right now that they were mid season when they were sneaking by Vanderbilt. They're they're just not. You know, if if this team right now played the Mississippi State of Late October, I mean, this team's beating the crap out of them, probably. I mean, it's it's a different bunch right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think State, you should probably expect them, because more often than not lately, they do go out there and they're pretty successful. Now, I'm not saying they're just going to light it up. I'm not saying they're going to score 51 like they did against Missouri. But it's going to floor me if they go, I don't know, floors are a strong word, because, I mean, you, you've seen them struggle, so... You know it's in them, but it's going to shock me if they revert back and become the the group that just can't get anything at all going. Especially against this particular defense. Not that Tulsa's not a good football team, but Auburn's defense is is much more talented. Yeah. So, you know, when you see State revert back to that, I mean, the Auburn defense is good. Kevin Steele's a good defensive coordinator. I'm not even going to do the research on who Tulsa's defensive coordinator is. Could be my uncle. I don't know. It's not, but still. Um (laughs) So, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think that's going to be a, a good situation for Mississippi State. I think they'll be able to move the football. And then defensively, you know, like I said, this is such a balanced team, but it looks like they want to run the ball first. That looks like, you know, their offense, they want to be a, a run offense uh, first. They're averaging 165 yards a, 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 game, a game on the ground. I am really struggling. Last couple of days, I can. You would think come taking a couple of days off would have recharged the batteries. Apparently not. Well, I need that calendar to turn. You you have become me. Usually I'm the spitter and stammer and stutter and type. And now it's you. So you want to take over, and I'll just answer the questions. <laughs> That's quite all right. I'll, I'll continue to just be your co-pilot. All right then. You got uh, it. I mean, I'm just saying. Um, that's good news for Mississippi State, though, that this is a team that looks like they want to run the football. State's been good against the run all year. Their their big issues are obviously in the secondary, um, where you know they've just had so many injuries and opt-outs and everything else. Let's just, big picture, how do you see this game playing out for Mississippi State? It, it, is this a game where it's going to be what State does is more important than anything else? I mean, it feels that way. The thing about bowl games is you just don't know, man. It's... It really is the old sports cliche, who wants it more? I feel like bowl games, particularly bowl games that don't There's matter. There's to that, yeah. Like this one. I mean, because grand scheme of things, win, lose, draw, I don't think it matters much. Um, I know for momentum's sake you'd rather win, but if you don't, I don't think that that severely dampens your outlook for Mississippi State's future. Um, 
So you just don't know. You don't know who's going to show up and be ready to play. It, it kind of feels like, and maybe I'm reading way too much into this, but, I mean, with State, they have guys like Errol Thompson and some other seniors that all, you know, you haven't heard anything about any of State's guys opting out or not wanting to play and get ready for the NFL draft. You haven't heard much, even a sniff of some of that. I mean, in fact, Errol Thompson, who would, I guess, from my vantage point, be the guy that, is most likely mm-hmm. the guy that you would look at and say he might should not play just mm-hmm. for his own future sake. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he immediately when they announced the bowl, hundred percent playing. Yeah, <laughs> and then you get yeah. Tulsa, and I'm not criticizing the kid at all because David Collins has an NFL future. Mm-hmm. This isn't hate hatred at all towards him, but you know, he's not playing. So mm-hmm. it, you kind of get a a glimpse there of the two teams' leaders. One saying, "Heck yeah, I'm all in." One saying. I'm going to go ahead and start looking to the future. And you wonder if that's a little bit a glimpse inside the minds of the teams. Maybe maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. But it just boils down to, I think, if State shows up and they want to play this game, my instinct is they are the more talented of the two. And I, I, I do think it'll be a close game. Uh, I, I don't – a blowout would – I think would surprise me. But – I agree. But I think State wins. We'll see here in a minute. I still haven't convinced myself of that pick. But uh, close game with State narrowly coming out on top kind of feels right right now. But that's me assuming that Mississippi State is gung-ho to play this game. And and with what you've seen with State taking small rosters to Georgia and Ole Miss, I don't think there's been very many times that you've looked out there and thought, well, State just didn't want to be here today. Yeah, I don't think you've seen that at all this year. No, they seem like a bunch that wants to play and wants to fight. And you got a bunch of kids out there that, you know, that they're not gonna take it for granted. So, I, I kind of lean towards state. Maybe that's my homer coming out in me a little bit. I, I don't know. Possibly. Uh, you know, for me, it, it's sort of a, a, a double-edged sword in that state has so many young guys. Right, I feel like this game is important. And you sort of hit on it a second ago about how you know who who wants to play the most sometimes is who shows up and then wins the bowl game. I think State wants to play. I, I definitely think that. I think that this bowl game is important for Mississippi State in terms of developing its young players. I mean, they didn't get all the practices they want, but they got a few extra in. Um, they need the momentum. You know, finishing on a two-game winning streak. I mean, there's still another signing day to come. So I mean, you know, a little momentum to show that you know you got things going in the right direction. Is important, especially if you you can have a high scoring game. Um, so I feel like this, you know, for the first time in a long time, you know, this bowl game really means something to Mississippi State. I, you know, bowl games. I'm not one of these people who thinks bowl games are totally worthless. You know, especially the, like the lower level ones. Everybody shows up to play to win, but I, I do think that there 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 are definitely varying levels of that. This is a game where I think Mississippi State is going to approach this game with the same amount of, of energy that they would approach a regular season SEC game. They, they feel they feel the need to win this game. I think winning it makes you feel a lot better than losing it makes you feel worse. If that, that, that may not have made sense how that came out. But I think winning this game does make you feel a ton better about the season as a whole. Like you said, finish on a two-game winning streak. You look good down the, the last month of the season. You just really feel good about things moving forward. And if you lose, you're just kind of like, nah. Like, you feel worse, but it's not a ton worse. I guess it depends on how it looks, too. Anyway, I, I agree with you in that it matters. 
a little bit more than maybe some, but I, I don't think if State loses that, you know, it's weeping and gnashing of teeth or anything like that. So, right. I just think winning is – it sends you in a more positive trajectory than, than losing drags you down. Uh, so, but, yeah, you play a game, you want to win. So, you, you win the game, you head into signing day, you've won two in a row. Like I said, everybody's looking good, everybody's feeling good. Probably, uh, uh, assuming you can fill up Davis Wade Stadium in 2021, may make it a little easier to sell some season tickets next year. Uh, a lot of good things can come from winning, for sure. I, I don't absolutely. mean to minimize it by no, saying no, that, it, that it's not. But So, I think, you know, for Mississippi State, it, it's going to be, you know, about keeping the thing, keeping the, the same momentum you had offensively. And then defensively, you know, against Missouri – I think the numbers sort of are, are, are misleading. You know, they didn't give up a ton of yards, but they gave up 32 points. They But Missouri started two drives in MSU territory off of turnovers. Yeah. So, I mean, I really feel like State may have played its most complete game of the year against Missouri, even more so than against LSU. Um, I, I felt like they were just – both sides of the ball were really, really good in that game. And, and another thing to consider in this is State would only have four wins, right? But they would have three pretty good wins. I mean, LSU finished at 500 – and would have gone to a bowl. And they were obviously, you know, they had a lot of issues. But, I mean, it's a, it's, you beat the defending national champions in their home the opening weekend. Yeah. You know, uh, Missouri's a bowl team. And then Tulsa would be a bowl, obviously, is a bowl team. The Vanderbilt is what they are. But, you know, it, we talked, we made a joke about it yesterday, but it really does stem the idea that one program in this state is pulling away from the other one. If you get the win, especially if Ole Miss goes down to the Outback Bowl. And gets beat, which I right. If you said make a prediction, I would predict that. Yeah, yeah because I mean they have a lot of guys that aren't playing. Yeah, for injury. And or I think Indiana is highly motivated yeah. in that game because they feel like they got gypped out of the Big Ten championship game. Um, and they did get gypped. Out of they that. did get gypped. I mean, they're changing the rules as they go. They, up there. Yeah, they literally changed the rules so Ohio State could play instead of them. They did. There's no. There's no. There's no getting around <laughs> that fact. That is a fact of life. Um, so all in all for Mississippi State, a game that they're motivated to play, a game where they should have the talent edge. When we talked about you know making a prediction, you said you're, you're, you're not entirely sure. If you feel like they're motivated and you feel like they're the better team, is it simply because you haven't seen them? The, I haven't seen Tulsa enough to make a, a, is it, is it, a defining. So it's Tulsa the, or the, more than your, your thoughts on Mississippi State. Because State has not played back-to-back good games all year. Their best, the best choice they have there? Is Georgia and Ole Miss, and they lost both, lost of both them. games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fair. That's fair for sure. Um, I, I don't. I just don't want to be swayed by the whole Tulsa's just a group of five team. You know, I feel like a little bit when I lean towards state, it's because Tulsa's a group of five team. But I mean, group of five teams can kick your tail on the right if it's the right group of five team on the right day and. And Tul- I mean, Tulsa's a really good football team. So, um, I just don't know enough about Tulsa to definitively say State is for sure better. I think they probably are. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I think, it's just I think, too hard to call without having in-depth knowledge of the, the Golden Hurricane. And I, I don't think you need... Which one is a team in Oklahoma, a hurricane? That's a great question. The Golden Tornadoes would make a lot of sense. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> Fantastic question, though. Um, we should get Bunky Perkins on. <laughs> Maybe he could explain it to us. Um, 
But I don't agree with one of your takes, though, is that you haven't seen enough of Tulsa. Tulsa's a group of five team. They play in the AAC. I fully expect Mississippi State to be better than them. You know, Now, that's not to say that Tulsa can't win the football game because, like you said earlier, upsets happen. And, you know, State has not been good at times this year for most of the times this year. But from a talent standpoint, I feel completely confident that Mississippi State's better than Tulsa at almost every position, I would imagine. You know, and even, even this guy Collins, I'm sure he's great. But, I mean, is there a, that big a gap between him and Errol Thompson? I would, I would not think so. So, just, I feel like State is in a good spot in this game. Like I said, I'm, 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 are you looking at the schedule change thing that just happened? Yeah, I didn't know what it was about. It's women's basketball. Okay, okay. So, in, in case you're listening now, you missed us on Twitter. Mississippi State will play women's basketball on Sunday, but they will play Kentucky. Okay. They originally scheduled to play Vanderbilt. I saw it too, I was like, they, they changed the men's, and then I realized it was a women's yeah. team. So, anyway. Back to football. So yeah, I feel I feel good about Mississippi State's chances in this game. We'll see what happens. Let's 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 dive right into the playmakers. Then you got something to say? No, I'm I'm just oh, you, you, I'm, I'm just listening to you, and I'm I'm, I'm trying to determine I'm in all of you. I'm trying to determine if I agree with your take. All right, well we'll, we'll find out. I don't, I don't. I'm not one that's like oh they're a group of five teams, so they got to be worse in state. Like I, I, that's where I don't want to be. I, I I'm always going to be that way. That's why that's why when a group of five team beats a power five team, it's a huge upset. It is. If Cincinnati, the ranked number nine team in the country, beats Georgia, that's a huge upset. I mean, it's an upset, yeah. But even though Cincinnati is undefeated and we talked about them maybe belonging in the playoff, that's a huge upset if they beat Georgia. That's why when Central Florida beat Auburn a few years ago, huge upset. You know, and, and it's it's. I will say this: the the talent gap between State and Tulsa is probably less than the talent gap between Georgia and Cincinnati, between Auburn and Central Florida. But it's still there. I, I guess, like, I don't think you always get the whole SEC team is always better than the, the group of five team outside like, of Vanderbilt. I, I would always say that. I would. I would. I mean, that's why it's an upset. I mean, this year's Tulsa team would have. Did Tulsa play at Arkansas last year? I don't recall. I don't recall. Anyway, what I was going to say is Tulsa would beat the crap advice. out of last year's Arkansas team. <laughs> they would, and there are definitely going to be exceptions to the rule. But nine times out of ten, and let's see here, Tulsa did not play Arkansas last year. Was it two years ago? No, it's been a while. Evidently. Okay. Well, right. you don't have to look that up. But no, I'm sorry. They they played them uh, in 2018, and Arkansas beat them 23 nothing. Now that Tulsa team wasn't any good. They were three and nine. Let's see what the, the three year splits are here. Three and nine. They were four and eight last year. So this is a big year for them to come back and be they're six and two. Well, they were predicted to finish ninth in the AAC. Yeah, they're obviously a good team. And but the, the talent gap is there. I mean, like you just said, that was a terrible Arkansas team, and they shut them out. Now, I guess. So. I guess. I guess maybe your point's right, Brian. Man. Boom. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's, uh, let's get into our playmakers. That's brought to you by the good folks over at Welcome Home Beef. Happy Moo Year, everybody. Mm. Great. That's, I couldn't be prouder of you for that slogan. That, that's really solid work. Um, and I tell you, what, like I said yesterday, I, st- I need a steak. i gotta, I got to make a steak happen pretty soon. I need some red meat to get me through these final days of 2020 and get me started up for 2021. And you can make that happen yourself. Give Welcome Home Beef a call today at 662 662- 268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. They got great packages they're willing to ship right to your door. And of course, they've got all the different cuts of steak. Whatever you want to put on the grill, whatever you want to put in the pot, whatever you want to put in the pan, 
Welcome Home Beef has a delicious option for you. Make 2021 the meatiest year ever with Welcome Home Beef, and no one thing is for sure. Just taste good. Playmaker time, Joel. Last one of the uh, 2020 season. Who you got on offense? I mean, I'm just going to keep rolling with the guy that gives me 100-plus yards every week, and I'm going to say Jaden Wally. That's it. <laughs> this might need to become the uh, – you remember we used to have the, the no Dak Prescott no Dak, yeah. uh, playmaker of the week. I, I, it may need to become the no Jaden Wally because every week it's him. I mean, four straight games, 100-plus yards. I don't know if there's – I mean, right now at this point, if you told me that Jaden Wally didn't get 100-plus yards, I'm almost like, well, where'd the offense come from kind of thing. So I kind of feel like he has to do that for Mississippi State's offense to be at its peak right now. So I don't think you could go with a better guy. Than the true freshman, Jaden Wally. I I agree. I mean, Wally right now is is really playing at a high level. One of the the the, the I mean, he's just he might be playing better than any receiver in the SEC, not named Devontae Smith. I mean, that that's the kind of level we're talking about here. That's a good choice. But that said, what we saw against Missouri, I think you need to see it again against uh, Tulsa. So I'm going to look into the backfield, and I'm I'm going to go with Jaquavius Marks. Thought he had his best game as a Bulldog against Missouri. Really showed you some flashes there, some elusiveness. They found the ways to get him the ball in space, running with the football as opposed to having his back turned to the defense, ran the ball hard. If he's a 50-60 yard guy rushing with another 30-40 yards receiving, perfect. That's what we said all year. You know, 100, 100 all-purpose yards from your running back, great. I feel I would feel if you told me right now that he got that, I'd feel pretty confident telling you that State won the football game. Yeah. So Jaquavius Marks is going to be the guy I'm looking at uh, for uh, offense. For offense, defensively, <sighs> easy call. Is it really? All right, you go first then. The guy that really doesn't have to play in this game if he didn't want to. I, I he hadn't said this yet, but I, I I can't foresee him coming back in 2021. Um, Errol Thompson immediately. When this bowl game was announced, like we said earlier, tweeted, 100%, he's playing. The way his regular season finale ended, getting chunked after two plays because of the the targeting penalty, that kid's motivated to play what may be his last ever game in Mississippi State Maroon and White. He wants to close it out right. And I don't know, Errol's just a guy that over the years, he's just a, a smart, motivated Guy, and I think he's got kind of the chip on his shoulder going into this game to what will probably close out his state career the right way. I, I just, I think he's going to have a big day. I think he's motivated to have a big day. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. You look across the the aisle there, and I know he's not playing, but Tulsa had what may be the nation's best linebacker from an awards perspective. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe Errol's determined to prove, hey, I'm right there with you, buddy. So we'll see. But I'm going with it. Yeah, that's probably you probably talked me into that. To be totally honest with you, I, I was thinking. You know, I, I definitely think the, the 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 front seven or the front six in this case is what you want to watch out for because you know Tulsa I think wants to run the football. But yeah, Errol Thompson final game. I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry if I zoned out while you said it. But you did. I had like three people texting me. I'm very sorry. I'm the most important thing in your life right now, Brian. You are never the most important thing in my life ever. <laughs> I like you. You're good friends. We're almost like brothers, but you're never going to be number one, Joel. It's, there are certain people who could text me right now and say, I need you to be here, do this right now, and I'm going to get up and go. Yeah. So If it makes you feel any better, and I, don't, I think you would understand. A, yeah. 
feelings mutual. Yeah. Oh, I, I, exactly. <laughs> we, we have families. But that's it. The way that the last game went for Earl Thompson is, is just – it's got to play on his mind. And he's going to want to – you know, like you said, he's going to want to – that he can't let that be his final moment in maroon and white. You know, he can't let that be his, his the final image. Um, so, you know, I think it, it, he will come out with, with a real fire to play. You know, keep your head up. This is, don't, don't, don't keep the head up. See your target. But, uh, yeah, I think Errol Thompson won't be surprised if it's a double-digit tackle game for him, maybe get a sack, something like that. One final – because I don't think he's coming back. One final hurrah in maroon and white for, for Errol Thompson works for me. And then uh, who's your X factor? Maybe this is off the wall a little bit, but mm-hmm. a guy we've kind of seen some flashes from the last couple of weeks is Tulu. Okay. So I don't know if it's a big special teams play or a couple big receptions or something. I, I, I've kind of seen some – you know how Jaden Wally kind of just exploded onto the scene about a, you know, a month and a half ago and, and just started putting up huge numbers week after week. I just feel like we've, we've kind of seen that from Tulu in that you see that potential in him some the last few weeks mm-hmm. with some play. So – I'll say Tulu Griffin's going to make a big play or two. I, I don't it's know. It's an interesting choice. I, I just don't want to go. I want to go with somebody different. And yeah. Tulu seems like a good good and place to bowl look. Bowl games sometimes. There's always like these a heroes guy comes out, out, of out of nowhere. nowhere. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think I, I think I'm going to stay offense for sure. Um, I don't know if Will Rogers can really be an X factor because he's the trigger man for all this, right? But I I, th- I think I said this on the show after the uh, the Missouri game, the the play in the first quarter where he ran for like an 18 yard scramble, that was a big play because it it got State some confidence they could run the football. So maybe the so Will Rodner, the, Rogers legs. the runner is my X factor. A couple times there will be times where Tulsa brings pressure. Can he escape that pressure and get positive yardage? If he can do that, that's going to open everything else up. Because even if you can run the football a little bit, teams are probably still willing to stay in that zone. Because, again, it's there's not a whole ton of difference between letting somebody run the ball for four yards and somebody throw the ball for four yards. But when you drop into that zone and the quarterback takes off and he's getting 10, 15, 12, you know, 20 yards, that's when you have to make changes to your defense. So Will, Will Rogers, the runner, is my X factor. Okay. I'll allow it. All right, then. Prediction time. Last one. Get it. I think State wins the football game. I, I I think Tulsa's darn sure good enough to keep it close. Um, I mean, they're good enough to, to win the game. But I, I like State. I just like where State's been the last month. Um, I do feel like from just a how-it-feels perspective, they have some momentum rolling a little bit. The offense is probably not what you want it to be yet, but it's getting there, getting there, getting there week by week. And then, of course, against Missouri, it was – about there you hang 51 on somebody i don't know if they're hanging 51 on tulsa but I, I do think that the offense shows up plays a pretty good game the defense has been more than good enough almost every week this year i think you see some of that i think state's motivated to play i'll say mississippi state takes the win 31 24 very popular score this year it really has been yeah yeah um i think state wins as well and honestly, maybe I'm just sort of, you know, blinded by the light of that last game, but I feel like it, it could be a pro- relatively easy win. I feel like offensively they're going to be clicking, and I think defensively State can stop what Tulsa wants to do. So I'm going to give State a, a pretty good win here. I'm going to give State uh, 38 
24 win. I'm going to add another touchdown. Okay, there you go. Another touchdown there uh, for the Bulldogs to close the season uh, with a two-game winning streak. And then 2021, bring it on. Let's see what what it brings for Mike Leach and the the guys. Man, I hope there's 60,000 people in that stadium next year. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, first weekend of September. I want I, I want it, I want a boiling hot 11 a.m. kickoff, but I want 60,000 people. We'll see if we can get it. All right, guys. Uh, Friday show. We will recap this game. Our typical Friday, you know, Monday stuff. We'll bring it to Friday. Plus, we will talk about Mississippi State versus Kentucky uh, men's and I guess women's basketball as well. We'll Give them a quick preview uh, on Friday's show. Have a great uh, Thursday. Happy New Year's to all of you guys out there. We appreciate everybody who listened to uh, Thunder and Lightning in 2020. Stay with us in 2021. We're just going to get better and better. We promise. We hope. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> for Joel, for the last time in 2020, for Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.